Hello and welcome to Truth Talks, brought to you by South African author, theologian and church leader, Dr. Christopher Pepler. Hello again. This series is all about the things that make a church service welcoming to the Lord Jesus and that are indicators of his presence in the corporate gathering. And ministering in the power of the Holy Spirit is one of those qualifications and signs. Now, the Holy Spirit empowers believers to minister to others in the body of Christ in order to build them up and to point them to Jesus. And this empowerment forms part of what we call the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But how does this subject relate to the theme of the series, which is the church Jesus would attend? Well, let me try and explain. You know, in ancient times, kings or other important people often gave gifts to the guests who attended their functions. Today, this practice lives on in the form of what was called, certainly when I was a child, they were called party favors, little gifts given to, to guests. But more especially, they are the gifts placed at each person's place at a wedding reception table. We've all experienced that. Now, there are hints of this practice of giving gifts at important occasions in the Old Testament. For instance, in Esther chapter 2, verse 18, it records, The king gave a great banquet, Esther's banquet, for all his nobles and officials. He proclaimed a holiday throughout the provinces and distributed gifts with royal liberality. In the New Testament, too, there are allusions to this practice. For instance, Matthew 22 records Jesus' story about a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. Obviously, this is a story about God the Father, the king, and Jesus Christ, his son. But the invited guest didn't want to come. So he ended up by sending an invitation to people just off the street. He sent his servants out and said, collect whoever's there, invite them, say, come. Well, you know, that's, that's you and me, right? The first invited guests were the Jewish nation. And they didn't want to come to Jesus' party. So we were invited, you and me, Gentiles. Now, the custom of the day was that if someone arrived at a function such as that, without the required finery, fine attire, garments, then the host would gift them with suitable robes. Now, obviously, in this story, the invited guests were totally unprepared for such an occasion. They were just invited off the street. So they would most certainly have been offered complementary clothing. So it makes absolute sense that in the story the host, the king in this case, was deeply offended when he found a guest who had refused to put on the robe that he had given. So applying it to ourselves, now we don't want to offend our divine host when he invites us to attend his special function, which is what we call the Sunday church service. Now, moreover, there's a strong biblical thread connecting this idea of divine gifts with what happens in the gathered church. So in Romans 12, for instance, the ministries of the gifts are outlined there, and it's, the passage starts with these words, We have different gifts according to the grace given us. That's verse 6. Similarly, in the primary New Testament passage in 1 Corinthians, which deals with spiritual gifts, the topic is introduced with these words. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of workings, but the same God works them all in all men. 1 Corinthians 12 verses 4 and 6. In addition, 
There are other passages, like Ephesians 4, which outlines the same gifts, and it starts with these words. Grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. That's Ephesians 4 verse 7, and that's per the ESV translation. Now, I know that uh, charismatic Christians and those coming out of Pentecostal backgrounds customarily understand gifts, spiritual gifts, as semi-permanent abilities that are given by the Holy Spirit to believers and that they sort of have these for as long as they are capable of carrying these gifts. However, I don't really agree with that. I think there's more than sufficient evidence in 1 Corinthians 12 to indicate that spiritual gifts are rather special spiritual endowments given through believers to other believers as the Holy Spirit directs on any given occasion or any circumstance. Now, the manifestations of the Holy Spirit through a willing believer to deliver as a gift of grace to someone in need. So to return to the analogy of the wedding garment, I think it's better to think of spiritual gifts as something given for an occasion rather than something worn routinely from there on in. Let me give you a quick scenario of how these gifts might be distributed at a Sunday service. So see the scene. You and I, we arrive with everyone else at the Sunday church service. We're expecting to meet with the King of Kings, the host. We are also expecting to be given something suitable for this occasion, which will allow us to participate in the celebration of his presence. So, here we are. As the worship service progresses, let's say you become aware that people there, some people there, they desperately need to receive something tangible from the Lord Jesus. And as you make that observation in your mind, a compelling thought starts to coalesce with your own awareness. And in this, you start to sense strongly the Holy Spirit saying to you, to the effect, go to that person over there and minister my gift to them. Oh, you don't quite know what to do, and you certainly don't know how to do it. But you trust in the goodness of God, and you appreciate His involving you as the gift giver. So, you approach the person, and you ask if you may pray for Him. And as you start praying, thanking God for His goodness, asking Him to meet the particular need, and so on, something wonderful happens. You, you just know what the root issue is in this person's life. And you also know what to do about it. You don't know how you know, but you do know that you know. Now this knowing is, as far as I can discern, what the scripture would refer to as the gift of knowledge. And the ability to prescribe a solution for this particular condition would be a word of wisdom, a gift of the word of wisdom. Perhaps something different might happen. In the gathered service, you might just know that this person needs to be healed of a specific physical, emotional or physical condition. So you minister this to them. You minister healing to them with great respect, with gentleness, with humility and with joy. For this is a gift of healing to them. You're not a healer, they've received a gift of healing. Or perhaps the Holy Spirit wants to say something to this person. So you speak out as best you can what you think the Lord wants to convey. And, and this would be a form of the gift of prophecy. Okay, now look, I'm not trying to be exhaustive or give a complete description of what might take place as the Holy Spirit distributes his gifts, but it's an indication. However, the principles that emerge are 
applicable in all circumstances. So here are the two principles. One, it's the Holy Spirit who gives the gifts. They are manifestations of His power and His grace. Two, our role is to be alert to His voice, obedient to His prompting, and joyfully willing to be the ones who carry this gift to the intended recipient. So to return to the theme of this whole series, we ask a question and try and answer it. Why are gifts of the Spirit, as I've described them, signs of the presence of the Lord Jesus among us? Well, for the following reasons. Because they indicate that the divine host, Jesus, is present in our gathering and that he's blessing those he has invited. It's because he is tangibly among us to direct the distribution of these gifts of his grace. It's because he has invited us into his presence as a group of believers to edify, build up and equip, and to fill us with a sense of wonder at who he is, and the gifts demonstrate this reality. The gifts give the sign and the evidence that He's among his people in this sense. Now, you know, if you have ever been the recipient of such a gift of grace, knowledge, wisdom, prophecy, healing, you know without explanation just how it affected you, what impact it actually made on your life. Someone who has received a genuine gift of healing, for instance, will always be grateful to the Lord Jesus. To receive words of prophecy that personally encourage and give hope is a memorable thing. And you know, when that hope is in time fulfilled, then it's impossible not to praise God and to treasure the gift forever. So spiritual gifts, gifts of the Spirit, are signs of the presence of God, and they are evidences of His love for His people. They are to be received with joy. They are not to be argued over. What a tragedy when Christians fight with each other about what the gifts are and whether they're still available and have they ceased or are they still operative and, and so on. No, they are to be received with joy. They certainly are not to be faked or manipulated, which is an absolute abomination. So to return one last time to Jesus' story of the wedding banquet. They are to be worn with grateful honor and shared generously with all in need. I believe that the Lord Jesus is delighted to be present in a gathering where his followers are delivering his gifts to those in need. Until next time. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Truth Talks from Truth is the Word Ministry. If you'd like to share your views, read up on related topics, or purchase one of Dr. Pepler's books, please visit his blog on truthistheword.com. And remember, truth talks.